This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying self Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash slang. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Cindy Trim from Trim International. How are you, Dr. Trim? On top of the world, still rising <laughs> and making waves that other people ride. I know that's right. Um, so we are here to talk about your self-doubt journey and everything that you have going on. So can you tell the audience about yourself and how you got started? Wow. I got started in abject poverty. And a lot of times people believe that if they have all of this external stuff, like more education, more money, more connections, then their life could be better and they can have more success. But that's not true. Um, I grew up in abject poverty and everything that I needed was given to me at conception, Mm. not at birth. And it was up for me to really become self-aware and develop self-knowledge. And it started out really with poverty being a blessing to me. And people Mm. ask, how can poverty be a blessing? Well, there was nothing to reach out to. So I learned how to reach on the inside. Mm. I learned how to change the stories I told myself. And when I connected with who I really was, I began to find out that I was enough that it was all about enoughness. It was not about having enough, being enough. And we live in a world that teaches us how to loathe ourselves rather than love ourselves. Someone that's always better than us. So I learned at a young age, not to be um, the best, but to become the only. Mm. Yeah, because if you're the best, you should be the best version of yourself, of course. Right. But not look at being the best as competing with others, but competing with the next best version of myself. 
And I learned all of that while I was in poverty. So poverty for me was a gift. Wow. You know, um, that is so it's amazing that you say that because I'm currently doing this program where they're talking about how certain, you know, certain things that have happened over our lives they've made with my air quotes have been bad or negative or whatever, how we can take those things and look at them as a gift. And one of the things literally I said this yesterday was like, I really want to be able to see it be in the situation and know that it's a gift. Cause at the end of the day, I know that everything is going to work out for my good. I know, I believe that even yeah. if I'm going through those trials and tribulations that eventually, eventually I'll be like, Oh, I know why that had to happen. I see the gift in it, but it's, it's sometimes very difficult for people to see the gift in the midst of. And so being as though you said you learned that at such a young age, how do you encourage other women to, do that when they're going through, because that is not be an your easy best, thing. I mean, you know, be your best advocate. Okay. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Mm, yeah. Everything in life is happening for you. And then life, as you mature and you become um, older, you will discover that life becomes your mirror. Mm. It's reflecting um, what you want, who you are, and what you think you're worth. Wow. And then also reflects for you the next greatest expression of gifts and talents hidden in potential form. Mm. And I want to go back to um, the whole story about me um, and uh, being blessed with poverty or being blessed by being born into poverty. When I was eight years old, I started my first business mm. out of necessity. And yeah. I've been a business owner ever since. And so that's when I connected with my ability to create money out of thin air. Mm. And it was just an idea. So we're ideas generating machine and everything in this world is driven by an idea. Yeah. Human potential, human progress, human prosperity is driven by ideas. And so, you know, what you think about yourself is what you are. You don't attract to yourself what you want and who you want you attract who you are. Mm. So the whole idea of being able to understand the need for self-mastery and that self-mastery starts with self-awareness. Yeah. It ends with self-actualization. Yeah. And it's everything in between from self-knowledge, self-approval, self-commitment. But the biggest thing is self-care. You cannot care for a self that you don't know. Wow. So many people are avatars mm. and they, they um, are strangers to themselves. Yeah. But the greatest gift you can give to those you love is to get to know yourself. That is so you, good. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you know yourself, yeah, you can teach people how to treat you mm -hmm. based on how you treat yourself. But if you treat yourself casually, then your life will become a casualty. Wow. Yeah. I'm, listen, y'all. <laughs> y'all already know when people come on this show, it is going to be, it's going to get, she, she going to, they, they going to get your life right. And I can tell you already, Dr. Trim is snatching a little bit of edges I got left on this, when this already bald head of mine um, with just the knowledge of, like we talk about here often that self-awareness is key. But when you say the avatar, like I'm just like, it's, it's like, it's, that it hit like I'm a visual person and I remember when the movie Avatar came out and how you know the the guy who was the 
you know, not the avatar, like how he was, but how he showed up was completely different until he, you know, transformed into the full avatar, you know, but it's still this thing of like, it's a a portion of you, right? It's not your, you're not showing up as your whole self. And like you said, if you don't know who you are, how is someone else supposed to know who you are? And especially when we talk about in leading other people and being able to make an impact, be an inspiration, you can't do that if you don't know you first. Because and that's why, you know, you, you see people who are very popular, they end up committing suicide mm-hmm. because they feel lonely. Yeah. People are in love with their avatar, but they mm-hmm. want to be loved. So what if you can embody the energy mm-hmm. of that avatar and be it? Yeah. Not yeah. just projecting the image, but be that. Yeah. Embody the energy of the person you want to be. And that's what people will love. Yeah. They're going to love you. So you don't want them to be loving an image of you. You want them to love you. You don't want them to know what image of you. You you want them to know you. Yeah. So be you. There's nobody else in this world that can be you and everybody else is taken. Yeah. You might as well be yourself. (laughs) That is absolutely true. So on this journey, of course, this is slang self-doubt. How has self-doubt showed up in your journey? Did you hear that ad at the beginning of the show? If you're a business owner looking to expand your reach, you can promote your company or product with a host-read pre-row or mid-row ad by me on the Slang Self-Doubt podcast. If you want more information, email info at FeliciaWallace.com. That's info at FeliciaWallace.com. Now, back to the show. For me, um, you know, I was thinking about that question the other day. Um, I don't think I ever had a chance, a, a, a moment in my life where there was self-doubt. And I'll tell you why. Um, my mother, uh, my my father abandoned my mother with seven kids, right? Mm. I never knew my father. So I never suffered from fear of authority because there was no authority but my mother that was there. And she became everything. So she was the plumber. She was, you know, the electrician out of necessity. Um, poverty was pulling potential out out of her. So my first hero, my first superhero was my mom. So I think mothers are superheroes, right? And um, I think lifestyles are caught, not taught. Mm -hmm. So it's what's demonstrated around you. So she was a powerful um, black woman, a woman of color. And then she started her business and it was based on solving problems in our community. So she, um, used to pierce people's ears. Mm. She baked cookies. She cleaned houses. And these were all entrepreneurial endeavors. My grandmother was a multimillionaire and a business owner. She and my grandfather owned owned constructions, import, export, grocery stores, all kinds of stuff. Wow. So um, I think it was passed down from one black female to another to another. Yeah. But it's not how it's passed down. It is passed down. Mm, mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we say, okay, well, I never grew up with it, but you can grow up with books and books was a key for me mm. and reading books. That's when I use my imagination. And I think that why I did have self-doubt is because I didn't have anyone one around me doubting me. Mm. I think going back to the whole idea of, of being taught self-loathing rather than self-loving um, I grew up number six of seven. So because my father wasn't there, a piece of my wiring is missing. 
Mm-hmm. By social wiring, you know, that is given to you by your father, which was a blessing. So I just didn't know something was wrong with me. Wow. You know, I didn't know something was wrong with my life. Yeah. So I, 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 unless we buy into the hype and we buy into social scientists that say you come from a dysfunctional home, that's your dysfunctional. Well, what makes my single parent home dysfunctional? Right, right. Say it's dysfunctional. You know, we had order, we had love, we had consistency. My mother was home five o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. We didn't have things. We didn't have a lot of clothes. We didn't have a lot of food. We ran out of water. We ran out of food, but we didn't run out of order. Mm. And I think, I think it's the order part. If we have order in our lives, and especially women who are raising children, and you're a single mother. If you bring order and structure into the house, then that's going to build esteem. Mm. You know, a lot of us, you know, don't have any order. So even for what, you know, what if you grew up in a home where where there's no order? Well, you could start bringing order in your life by bringing order in your mind. Yeah. Stop being controlled by external algorithms, these Mm. cultural and social algorithms Mm -hmm. and people thinking for you, thinking for you, you know, education teaches you how to uh, teaches you what to think, but not how to think. Yeah. And we need to be taught how to think, not what to think. And if you could think for yourself, you can get rid of that self doubt and going back to the whole science of success, science of success starts with self mastery. Yeah. And, and it includes self-discipline. You got to have routine, rest, relationships, rhythm, rituals, and roles, mm. you know, and you got to put routine. What time are you going to get up? What time are you going to go to bed? When are you going to wash your clothes? When are you going to wash your, your dishes? Yeah. And you bring routine in your house, bring routine in your children's house because destiny is given to you one habit at a time. Mm. So where you end up tomorrow is based on the habits and routines you adopt today. So where does your future come from? It doesn't come from without you. It yeah. comes from in you. You create it. Yeah. So if no. you don't like where you are, stop complaining. Change it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. When Even when you said that, um, the first thing I was thinking of was like, there's so many when I, you know, in my own self-doubt journey, there's so many things that have been out of order. And I've, I've recognized that I've said that so many times that like I get started on something, but there's no consistency, right? There's no discipline. I fall back into old patterns and old habits of what has made me comfortable versus saying, if I had a routine, if I stuck to something, and I think one of the things is, um, and I, I feel like this is something of what you're saying is like how you talk to yourself, right? Because I would say I'm, I'm not an organized person. Well, if I'm not, if I say I'm not organized, well, I won't be organized, right? And I've, <clears throat> excuse me, have not made effort to be an organized person. However, depending on what the situation is, oh, I can get something done, organized and executed in whatever the amount of time it is, but it's about what it is that you say. And so when you're talking about the self-awareness and self-mastery, it's like you said, it starts within. So even as you're talking to yourself, if you're telling yourself you can't, if you're telling yourself you, you're not able to do those things, that all of that's going to turn into action. 
And so then you won't be yeah. organized. You won't you won't have the discipline because you continue to tell yourself, oh, that's not me. I'm not an organized person. I'm not a disciplined person. Um, I'm not a taskless. I'm thinking these are all the things I've said to myself over the years. But I always say, you know, the one thing I struggle with is consistency. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, it's you t- we're talking about self here, right? Self-doubt. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, we're replacing it with, with self-acceptance and self-love and self-discipline. But then you mentioned something that I think is so brilliant, and that's self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm. So now, how do you change a bad habit, replacing it with a good habit? Right. So it's the power of replacement, right? Yeah. Life does not work in a vacuum, and there's no such thing as a vacuum. If there is one, then it seeks to be filled. So if you want to change your bad habits, you have to create another habit because habits have, they they have what is a desire and then they have a cue and then they have results and it creates this habit loop. Mm -hmm. What you, you may not always be able to change the cue, but you could change um, your response to that cue. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, say, for instance, if you want to exercise and that's a hard thing, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, if you drag yourself out of the body, you keep saying, I'm going to exercise, exercise, exercise. What if you just change one of the habits? And since you cannot get rid of the cue, change the cue. Mm. So now you put your sneakers right by your bed. Yep. Crack pens. You know, I have on Adidas. So every night I have sneakers, T-shirt you know, my foundational garment and my tracks. I have it right there yeah. and a bottle of water. So I know I'm going to drink first thing in the morning. Yeah. That's what I'm going to put on. Yeah. I strap up and go in the gym. So now that's a habit. A right. habit is automatic. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you something. It's an, it's, it's automatic. You yeah. So this morning, um, let's think about driving. What do you do first? Do you start the ignition or do you buckle up? I put on my seatbelt. Uh, the first thing I do, I, always, <laughs> I start my ignition. I put on my seatbelt. Now, can you remember when you first started driving, you had to look over the hood? Oh, yeah. And could talk to you. <laughs> Nobody could say you couldn't say back, anything. Right. Put on eyelashes, eat, talk and drive. Yes. Because it's automatic. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to bring to your life. Yeah. Success habits. No, that Things is so that good. Yeah. Like it's impossible for me to be poor. Why? Because creating wealth is a habit. Mm. Mm. So, you know, why do people, you know, end up getting stuck and, you know, not being able to move on? Number one, fear. Mm-hmm. Not so much fear of failure, but fear of the responsibility that comes with respect, with, with success. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And people don't want to change. Mm-hmm. They habitual. It's the habit that they're fighting. Yeah. That's number one. Yep. Number two, no vision. Mm-hmm. So without a vision, people perish. So you got to have a vision for your life. I wrote a book, Hello Tomorrow. And in that book, chapter eight will tell you the 12 areas to write a visioning. Mm-hmm. Everything that I envisioned 25 years ago, I've done it. Wow. I'm on my second 20 years. I know. And that's I'm only right. halfway there. <laughs> So vision. Number three, relationship constellation. A lot of us are putting ourselves among people that have capacity for our now, but not our next. Ooh. 
or don't have capacity for us at all. Yeah. So your relationships. Can the relationships that you have take you further than you want to go? If the answer is no, if they're struggling like you, mm-hmm. if they're poor like you, the five people closest to you are prophesying your future. Mm-hmm. So that means some people have to change relationships. Yeah. You got to have a mentor. So I mentor, I have protégés from all over the world and I mentor the next women leaderships, the next mm. women makers, because now I have the wisdom and I'm giving back. So you got to have a mentor. Not knowing their, the, 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 the change requires permission. Mm. You got to give yourself permission to change. Wow. And then um, procrastination. <laughs> I really do. This is literally my life. (laughs) Like procrastination is the assassination of your future. Wow. So what people do is ready, aim, 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 Mm -hmm. aim, (laughs) aim. So what you need to do is ready, fire, aim. Wow. And then the the, the self-knowledge, we we talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, and then you know, you, you ask, okay, if I have fear, how do I get rid of fear? Feel the fear, do it anyway. Yeah. You know, um, what about what, what, what I do? Most people suffer from what I call possibility blindness mm-hmm. or near success syndrome. Yeah. They get so close. And they're so, so close. <laughs> right. You get so close. But I think that all the things that you listed are the things that get you so close that aiming that aiming that aiming but too too afraid to pull the trigger too afraid to take that next step and like you said some of it is the fear of success because you will have to be different and you will lose people and you will have to change and the things around you will change and sometimes it is scarier than being where you are right and so when you when you feel that and you know that your habit comes back and say you know what we're safe here we're good right here let's not move we're going to stay right in this space so Dr. Trim what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on social media for a while and you're ready to start your journey to healing or you're ready to confront your doubts and insecurities there are three ways I can help First, you can download the journal prompt from my website. Use this as a guide to get back on track with where God is calling you. Secondly, you can go to my website and purchase the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Using this prompt and journal will pull out where you are stuck on your journey. These questions will force you to dig deep and find your fears. Lastly, if you're ready to invest in your healing journey and work directly with me, book a 30-minute connection call with me today. This allows us to see if we are a good fit for each other. So head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com to do one or all three of these. That's www.feliciawallace.com. Now back to the show. Uh, what did I, you know, I spent so many years with in, in the whole idea of developing myself and self-knowledge. Um, I'm recently married, so I'm a newlywed. I've been married for four Congratulations. years. Married. Yes. Thank you. I got married later in life. So I got married at 60. And, um, so I, and it came with children, their adult children. It's really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I learned, um, that 
I am impatient. I didn't know how impatient <laughs> I was until I got married. That is so true. I, I, yeah, I thought I was always patient. Um, I learned that men are from Mars, women are from Venus. For real, for real. For real, for real. Um, I learned that uh, women can multitask, man cannot. Not at all. So, you know, you've got to, you know, I have to, when I talk to my husband, I talk to him at one thing at a time and not five things. Mm -hmm. I learned how awesome I am as a human being Mm. um, because I'm not afraid to change. Mm. So um, in my impatience, I decided, hey, this is something that I can work on. And so I changed. Wow. And I learned that I cannot change anybody else. I can only change myself. Yes. By virtue of me changing, they change to accommodate my change. I really do think you learned that in marriage. Between that and children, those are the two lessons that you will learn that the only thing that you really control and the thing that you can change is yourself. And everybody will adapt to the the new you, right? Because once you you show up differently, they're like, oh, okay, well, now she's not acting the same way. So, okay, we're going to go with this one. So um, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, You've given us so much knowledge today. How can people connect with you? How can they... Um, find out what it is you're doing, where they can get the book, all of those things. Oh, yeah. So I wrote a book, Unstoppable. And um, it's a book that it's like having a literary mentor because I'm talking directly to you. Mm -hmm. I wrote it specifically for women, um, especially millennials between the ages of 35 and 55. Okay. So I'm very deliberate about that. (laughs) And I give away all the trade secrets so you can get, pick up a copy of the book um, for free. Yeah, um, let's go. <laughs> so it's Unstoppable Book, unstoppablebook.com. Uh, I think it is unstoppablebook.com and also the Unstoppable Program. But I'm on all social media. It's blue chapped. So um, if it's a small number, it ain't me. Um, so I'm on the old <laughs> media, Cindy Trim or Dr. Cindy Trim, and would love to connect with everyone. Um, I'm here for the next generation of women movers and shakers and history makers. That's yes. what I'm And so before we go, Dr. Trim, what advice do you have for anybody who is in that space of wanting to really make that change, wanting to really be in that space of they feel like they're a dreamer or they know that they're an innovator. They know they're the next leader. What advice would you have for them to and that be able me. to go? Connect with me. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm, I'm giving them trade secrets. I think, you know, when I was 17, I definitely knew who I was. And if I had someone who took me as seriously as I took, took myself, um, at, at 30, I was running a country. Mm. At 32, I was retired. And at 32, you know, when I retired from running a country, if I had a mentor, I could have been running the world. Wow. So um, take yourself seriously. Take your dreams seriously. Take your dreams out of layaway. Mm. Your brand out of witness protection. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, listen. Okay. You know what? 
Dr. Tram, you is giving us way too much today because you came for everybody who was over here hiding, who is playing small because she she came for y'all. I thought it was going to be real gentle how she was going to tell you. She said, come on, come on out of hiding is what she said. Come on out of hiding. Thank you so much, Dr. Tram, for joining us today. I appreciate it. Y'all, I will make sure I have the um, book and all of the social media links in the show notes so you can connect with her. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. If anything I could do for you, just let me know. We got to do this again. Yes. Thank you. God bless. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode and remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.